Welcome to Good Heroin with Dave Ross. I'm Dave Ross. I'm so happy that you're here. We are almost there. We are almost at inauguration day. <laughs> what have you found out that that's my countdown clock? I'm like, oh boy, I just can't wait to see that old man put his hand on a book. <laughs> I mean, I know inauguration day, especially with Trump being finally fucking gone, is a big deal, and I will watch. But it just doesn't uh, like uh, the idea that my entire world revolves around, oh, the inauguration. <laughs> I'm like an inaugurating nerd. No, I want Trump to be impeached. That's what I when will that be tomorrow? Impeach this motherfucker, please. I am recording this um, the day or two days before Inauguration Day, and it's co- it has come out two days after. So. Once again, uh, everything could be different in the tiny amount of time it took me to release this, hopefully in good ways. And I like that he's being inaugurated and I'm optimistic and uh, hopeful and I think it'll be good. Everything will be perfect and good now. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm losing my mind a little in quarantine. Uh, If you listen to this podcast or follow me online or follow anything I do, you know, I have a lot of tough times. I get I get stressed out. I get down. I spin out. I do. I wish it weren't true. I wish I didn't have that uh, to deal with. I wish that I were on top of all that stuff at 38 years old. I thought I would have been. Turns out I'm not, though. Uh, and that's OK. I just uh, want to not, which makes sense because it sucks to hurt. Pain is bad. It feels bad, at least. It's probably good long term. Teaches you stuff, you know, keeps you humble, um, makes you, you know, one of everyone. All people feel pain and thus you are all of us and we can all relate. That's good. But the feeling of pain, whew, that's bad, huh? Every time you ever get punched. No, thanks. No way. <laughs> um yeah, welcome to Good Heroin. Uh, this show is produced by Hold the Phone Comedy, holdthephone.tv for more of them. We're also a video show now. Go to the Good Heroin YouTube channel if you want to watch video episodes of this show. This is the second one. Two episodes in a row as video, and uh, the there's not much on the YouTube page, and we haven't ever tried to promote it, so it has no subscribers, and so <laughs> you have to have at least 100 subscribers to get your own URL, so our URL is like youtube.com slash channel slash a billion random characters. I, I just want to call it youtube.com slash good heroin show, and I can't, so... You can find it through our page on uh, if you go to starburns.audio, that's our network, and go to the Good Heroin Show page. There's a link to our YouTube or from my YouTube, youtube.com slash Dave to the Ross on the channels tab. In the channels tab, there's uh, obviously a link to the Good Heroin channel. Also, if you want more of me, patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. I do bonus episodes of this show every week. I put up stand up clips. I actually just put up, um, so it occurred to me recently. 
that uh, over uh, though I am quite profane and like to talk about insane, awful, terrible, horrifying things. There are three jokes on my first album about fucking my parents. I don't fuck my parents. I don't fuck my parents. I just have the jokes. I think it's crazy and funny. I like edgy comedy. I like to, you know, I like it when it's like I love Robert Schimmel. I like when people say crazy shit, but also I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And so I'm like, ah, what's a a crazy thing I can talk about that is personal to me? Sex with my family. Granted, they don't like it, but they also haven't heard it. So I just assume they like it. And that's not fair. They probably love it. They love it. They love me. Of course they do. We are dating. (laughs) See, it's all fucked up and crazy. My point is, um, I like stuff like that, but I also like, you know, regular dumb comedy. It doesn't have to be wild subject matter. And I didn't really realize that till recently. I was so like, I've been so worried about selling out that I've been like, I have to talk about crazy shit and my perspective has to be complicated and different. And it didn't occur to me. I think a lot of artists do this. I I think a lot of comedians at least do this, or at least some I've talked to you like want to be unique and you want to be different and you want to like, you think about all sorts of crazy shit and uh, you want to be known as, as someone with interesting thoughts and as an artist um, who does impressive things or at least makes uh, new types of things. And uh, you're like, well, I can't talk about things that other people talk about or in ways that they talk about. And it is may I like force myself to write the most fucked up version of a punchline the most like left of center, the most out of left field, the word left, any version of left. <laughs> um And I realized recently that I'm me and I have my writing style and whatever I want to write about and whatever, uh, you know, like content I want to focus on uh, as long as I'm being me using my writing style, actually showing my perspective and my real feelings. I'm not selling myself out. You're selling yourself out. If you're not being yourself, I'm not one of those like nineties. I am a nineties punk kid. And when I was 14, I was like, these fucking sellouts going on MTV. <laughs> and I'm not like that. I'm a the, comedy is my business. I am a small business. I want to make money. I want to be on TV. I want exposure. I want more fans. I want more people to find me. I want to be accessed by other human beings. So I'm not like that. It's I just don't want to sell myself out because I, I, I it's important to me to be true to myself. And so I was like, so scared of that. I was like, not examining the side of me where I, you know, I, sometimes I'll be eating uh, Cheerios and I'm like, why, uh, why O's? <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's a bad example because that is such a stupid <laughs> common thought. And it's like uh, the way stand-up used to be. Why, you know, why not a L? Why isn't it Cheerios? <laughs> uh, just this like basic lacking all complexity boring thought that is just rooted in uh trying to make every person on earth laugh and in order to do that uh you have to inject no perspective into it uh so i was trying to avoid that but i have those thoughts think about i want to talk about regular life i want to be I want to calm the fuck down, I guess is what I'm saying. And I want, and I like the idea of making an album where I curse less and uh, see what that's like. Anyway, 
I'm trying to reconcile my own feelings on, on selling out and, and, and being myself and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And anyway, I realized that over the years, in order to like try to get on TV, I've taken my material, a lot of which is profane or has like a, a darker perspective and like TV'd it up. And I've been digging through old recordings in quarantine and I uh, found like a lot of these recordings of clean versions of my jokes. And anyway, I was just thinking about all this and I cut it together into a clean album. And it is like, it's like a most of the material from my album that I put out last year, which I love, by the way, my album, it's called the only man who has ever had sex. You can, you know, stream it on Spotify and buy it all the places. Um, it's my favorite thing I've ever made. I'm so proud of it. Um, but then these recordings are f- interesting too and good. And so I like, you know, doctored the audio up a little bit to make it sound a little better. Cause these are just audio from video recordings in the back of uh, shows where I do 10 minute sets somewhere in LA or between 2012 and 2019. It's like random recordings throughout that seven year period um, of different jokes, different versions of jokes. Some of the joke, actually I'll say this too. Um, because of the writing exercise that is making a clean version of an existing dirty joke, one joke in particular got better. And it was after I have this album, this joke on my album about um, how there are shithead people on earth who think gay people shouldn't be allowed to be teachers, which I still think is one of the most fucked up phenomena on earth. Shut up. Fuck you. What do you, what do you know? What do you care? You know what I mean? Um, In the joke, I talk about like, what do you care is your was your school super straight and you want school to be straight did you go to straight first grade and then there's some punchlines in there god if you if you're watching the video i keep touching my nose and it's because my nose is itchy and you know why it's just my hair is so fucking long oh i need a god da i got i've gotten one professional haircut in the in the past year and it was like when things got a little better and opened back up at the end of summer i got a haircut uh, no, no, it was at the end of fall. I finally like let myself do it. And then we closed back up and I haven't wanted to since. And it, oh, it's this big froey. It looks like uh, like a mad scientist is trying to get laid. And that's the worst part about it. It doesn't look like total shit. If I had like an awful dumb fro, it would be obviously this guy just does quarantine hair. But it sort of looks like because it's like it sort of stays up and curls a little and like I don't know, frizzes in a little bit of a stylish way. And uh, so it looks like I want to look like weird science. And so it's like, it's it's more like, wow, this dirty guy wants to fuck. It's like, so (laughs) I hate it. And it's so long and it's tickling my damn nose. Um, But yeah, that straight first grade joke has, uh, there's a part in it where I'm like the, the fake straight first grade teacher is like we're gonna do phonics today i'm gonna teach you to say the words high five and pussy or whatever and i had to change that to get it on tv and because i had to think about what else it could say i think it made the joke better uh the new lines i wrote so anyway it's the thing i'm proud of i'm not releasing it though because my album is my album that's fucking out there so i just put it on my patreon if you're interested um uh patreon.com slash dave to the ross also and i put out uh bonus episodes of this podcast um every week and uh, we have a couple new subscribers this week shout out to mitch haba welcome to the patreon and shout out to scott Steele, 
What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for becoming patrons. All right. Enough of this fucking chatter. Let's get to our guest. She's one of my favorite comedians. She has two great podcasts, Dork Forest and Jackie and Lori Show. Her albums are all great. Uh, her name's Jackie Cation. Um, yeah. Let's talk to Jackie. Good Jackie, hey, how you doing? Good. Just trying to see how the headphones are working out for me. How's it going with you? Oh, I'm all right. You know, perfect. Plugging along? along. Everything's very good. Treading water, hoping there's not a giant national temper tantrum again. Oh, Uh, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny about when we're recording this. mm -hmm. Uh, We're recording this Monday, the 18th of January. 2021. And the episode comes out Friday, the 22nd of January, which means halfway between when we record this, when we put it out, is the inauguration. Yes. So all of the the context, everything will be different by the time this comes out. Right. We will either be, uh, well, in any case, the work, the real work will begin (laughs) to filling in the giant gaping hole that has been, we got to bury this, uh, we got to bury this white supremacist again. Uh, We just got to, actually, I'm actually, we will look back on this. I genuinely believe this is, we'll look back at this and go, well, we needed to get all those people out from under their rocks, and uh, and and we will clean out a lot of people. I mean, you can't stop it entirely. This the self hate, which turns into hate of other people, kind of thing. I don't know how to stop that completely, but it will. It it's exposed a lot of crazy people. That's so interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but it's like, yeah, we like kicked over a rock and the roaches crawled out or whatever yeah worm people are everywhere man play <laughs> whack-a-mole really knock yourself out whack, 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 whack. you uh i know that you i know you live in la burbank actually van nuys van nuys hold All your right. applause it's a, it's a it's a great time to be a helicopter pilot in van nuys <laughs> we Why got so many helicopters do you really it's funny because i'm looking at you right now and uh so are the listeners if they're watching this on youtube and you are you are a little bit dressed as a helicopter pilot in your. Um, I know because I got I got my my video game headset. Yes. And uh, and I just because I, it was either that or schlep like the mic the regular mic stand and stuff from the Dork Forest into this into this tiny. Oh. It's a hot it's a Hot Wheel museum into the Hot <laughs> Wheel museum and uh, so. It is now that we're all nerds and or friends with nerds. Everybody's house is a fucking museum. Toys everywhere. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Well, so I know that you live in Van Nuys and so obviously and you've been in L.A. a long time. And and, uh, I I think I and a lot of people listening have a good idea of the political climate in Los Angeles. But but I know you're also like really tied to Minnesota and Wisconsin still. Mm -hmm. What's what are your feelings about? I mean, like personally, because I'm not this is what I'm trying to ask, because I'm not tied to other parts of the country i watch it on tv i don't really have the insider info so Mm -hmm. my perspective is like they could pull the january 6th shit again on inauguration day they're saying that there's like the capitals all across the country of different states are going to have protests what do you think or feel about all of that Oh, I don't know. It's uh, the the crazy thing is every every week we drive up. I'm married to a guy named Andy, and his mom lives up in the Central Valley. Oh, sure, uh, Devin <laughs> Nunez country. Yes, and um, 
and it's full of maroons, man. It's full oh. of some some real morons. And uh, I no, lived no. in Fresno for uh, two years. Fres, yes. And uh, did you know that I, when I lived in Fresno, I was a uh, radio DJ on an active rock radio station, and so. No. Uh, yeah, it was at the time. It was the you didn't know. I can't believe we haven't talked about this. Yeah, Jackie, I was a DJ on one hundred three point seven KRZR Fresno's rock station. Wow. And so while that was very fun, I love the people I worked with, and I liked so much of what happened to me there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in the Central Valley, working at the station that plays corn is how you're going to come in contact with most maroons possible. <laughs> So I'm aware. It's grim. It's grim. Uh, there are perfectly nice people there as well. Sure, uh, they were all wearing masks. You can you can actually see them. You could you could actually pick them out. And then uh, there's Goonie birds who are driving around in their dad's, you know, F one fifty or two fifty or whatever it is. Sure. And uh, and being dumb, but yeah. uh, but so in Wisconsin and Minnesota. It's it's the same. The the one thing I will say is that my brother, when my brother lives in Milwaukee, was like, you know, they're rolling out the vaccine in Wisconsin really fast. And I said, yeah, there's five million people in Wisconsin. There's eleven million people in my neighborhood. So it's going to take a second. Damn, Van Nuys uh, blew up. It's uh well, I mean, I think of my neighborhood as the Los Angeles area. Yeah, totally. So yeah. <laughs> and so I don't I don't know. Like I got one brother who lives in the Milwaukee area. I have another brother who lives, uh, he has a house in Minneapolis, but he's about to move to sort of some small town in Wisconsin and retire, right? Because uh, I'm I'm almost 100. He is 100. <laughs> and uh, and he's done. And so he's uh, <laughs> moved to like some hippie farm and he's just going to fly fish all the time. That sounds so a, nice. What? Yeah. and But he's also just a big, you know, lefty hippie dude. Yeah. And he says he's wandering around <laughs> western Wisconsin going, uh who are these people? And so the, it's weird because there genuinely are more sane adult Americans who just want to live their lives yeah. and don't want to have a civil war right. and don't want and are even thoughtful and polite and, and, and courteous and kind and generous. And then there are like out of the 320 million people in this country, there are clearly about 70 million right who uh are mean right and really really evil and gross and white and believe in white supremacism and all of this stuff and yet there are much less of them those guys super loud yeah like i i just did a podcast with this woman in australia and she's like it seems like it's going door to door there. Is it going door to door? And I was like, Funny. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Good for you. And, and this is a middle-aged white lady. So, and I live Can in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> I had the genius idea of buying a baseball bat to put by the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> in case or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, that's sure. How much of an, maybe I'm an alarmist. But I thought about it. And when you search Amazon for baseball bat, the mm-hmm. first thing that comes up is a baseball bat called a self-defense baseball bat. Yes. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I feel like 
a lot of people have been <laughs> having this thought so much so that numerous companies make them and it just says they're very funny they just say bat on them they don't say baseball at all it doesn't say baseball it doesn't it's not about the game it's not about the game yeah the home runner it's not called that it's called <laughs> The Nazi killer or whatever. <laughs> we have a lot of fake swords in this house, so we're doing okay. For yeah. for um, it's very funny because Andy's dad has uh he was uh he passed away uh, but he had ALS and um but he trained bird dogs for field trials on horseback. Feel free to unpack that sentence in your leisure. Sure. <laughs> anyway, but he had but he was also a bird hunter, and so he trained these dogs, and so the dogs so he had several guns. He had like like uh, fake target guns, like he had ones that shot blanks. Um, oh, sure. the, and then he had uh, several shotguns. And when he passed away, uh, his wife, his widow, uh, who he'd been married to for 20 odd years, um, said to Andy, do you want any of these shotguns? Do you want any of these guns? And Andy was like, to what end? To what end in Van Nuys would I have? Sh- no, I. he doesn't yeah. hunt. So and quite honestly, I and I have said this before. I my middle name is gun is uh, no is Chekhov. Uh-huh. So I can't have weapons. I just can't do it. I can't. I can't have. I had mace once. I used it. I shouldn't have weapons. If it is introduced into the plot that is Jackie Cation, Jackie Cation will want to use the thing. This is I know this isn't what it is, and there's no way it could even ever be. But my first the first image I had was you just leaning off stage and basting a heckler. <laughs> uh, it was I came out of it was it, there were other ways I could have handled this. There were other ways I did handle this. There were other ways I handled this. Uh, without mace but uh the my day job at the time sold the mace and i was like oh cool mace i'm out with dingbats all the time at one two in the morning and i'm usually drunk uh or they're drunk somebody's drunk right and so i was not drunk in this case but i had parked like like four blocks from the club and usually i got walked you know you get walked to to the the, the car uh if if you are uh Eh, almost anyone, but yeah. for definitely if you're a woman. So I got was being walked to my car, and uh, I wasn't being. I said, "No, I'm fine." This, uh, and we were all gonna meet out and go for breakfast or whatever, and um, after the show. And so this is in Minnesota, and so my buddy Matt walks to his car. He's like, "Do you need me to walk?" It's another two blocks, and I was like, "No, I'm fine." So I go the additional two blocks, and he said, "Well, I'll just." Uh, I'll, I'll drive by and what, whatever. For some reason, he didn't come until it was over. <laughs> but uh, there was a guy leaning against my car and he was drunk. And I was like, he said, hey, how you doing? And I was oh, like, God. I'm great. I just need to get into my car. And he was like, and I was like, no, we can't chat, man. Just go have a seat there. Wait for it all to pass you know like you know, <laughs> yeah. go go wait it out not leaned against my car yeah. so he wouldn't do it he was like he just wanted to talk to you and i was like you gotta get it i yeah. have to go and so it went on for moments minutes yeah. i tried and then i pulled out the mace and i was like you gotta get away from my car or <laughs> i'm gonna mace you and he goes I just want to talk to you. I don't want to do anything. And, I, and so I fucking maced him. And then he <laughs> burst into tears. As sure. You, yeah. As you, I think it probably hurts. 
Yeah. yeah. And then he went and he sat uh, on the curb and I got in my car. And um, <laughs> sitting there full of shame because there had I was like, there had to be another way. I could have walked back to Matt's car, whatever. So I'll, Matt pulls up in his car, if I remember correctly. And Matt goes, what the hell? Did, what? Who is that guy? And I was like, I just maced him. He wouldn't get it. And, and he was like, you could have walked back to, and I was like, no, I know. I know that there was a peaceful way that I could have dealt with this. And I did not. And he goes, well, do you still want to go to breakfast? And I said, yeah, I do. And so then we went to breakfast and that guy remained drunk and full of mace on the side of the road. Sure. I mean, Jackie, I, I, uh, it's very good that you have empathy and that you're an empathetic person. (laughs) And granted, I know you and I don't know him and I wasn't there. Right. But I think, uh, I don't know, the guy wouldn't move. Think, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I am not, I'm not painting him as anything worse than he was. Right. Yeah. And he was I, in your way. He was literally just <laughs> in my way. And it, and I am not, it could have been handled a different way. Sure. I did not kill him. <laughs> yeah. I, what overreacted, which is something that I have done in my life and I work to never do. And thus, I don't own any guns. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I just like personally for me, I that's I don't know. As an outsider, it's it's tough to comment. Obviously, like I'm anti-violence and if something could be handled the other way, that's what I would like to happen to. But also, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a dude just stand in a woman's way. And at a certain point, just like, fuck you, man. Yeah, (laughs) very much so. Very, very much so. Uh, Because it's I I was just talking yesterday about sort of the different ways that people hit on other people. And because I'm doing a bit about how flirting by definition is harassment. Yeah. It's either successful harassment or unsuccessful harassment. Right. And it makes an... And we all feel super insecure inside and we all kind of feel like a hunk of junk inside and to some extent feel like we have to trick other people into wanting to be with us. Sure. Well, we're also told that culturally our whole life. (laughs) Over and over and over (laughs) again. Right. Hence, like the game or negging or these different techniques are created, which are ramped up versions. Yes. Of sort of the trick of flirting or whatever right and it's just i've seen different comics because uh i was talking i was talking to um a a a, a guy a good guy right uh it's a comic that i've known for 20 odd years good uh perfectly decent dude we were talking about two other dudes who are not yeah uh one's a dirtbag and the other one has uh literally just eaten some sort of lotus flower and gone off into QAnon world. Oh, but we God. were t- but he knew the crazy thing about one guy. He he knew that they were both kind of crazy. He didn't know sort of the woman stuff, the girl, the way they treat w- women. Sure. And cuz he couldn't. Right. There's no way. He was just he- like, "No, I don't like that guy. That guy used to steal jokes." And I was like, Yes, that was also a problem, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and it and it is. But he was also kind of a cheater and a bit of an elbow squeezer, a little handsy, and uh, it didn't get rebooked at some clubs because he hit on the waitresses too hard, whatever that means, right? Yeah, what does and that mean? well, uh, it means variety of things. But he was, you know, and he, 
you know, I, I remember seeing him in the 90s, this guy, and then seeing him again after I knew he got married. Also on the road, just I was playing through and he was headlining some club. And these are all terrible things. But in my mind, the worst thing about him is that he's a mediocre comic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, God, I know. It, it, that... That informs your opinion of everybody. It just it's does. so unfortunate because he is he's he he has the the stage skills to trick Rubes into believing his bullshit. Right. Um, so he's he was he was always an okay comic, right? He did the job, but it was so interesting because we we're so we we're talking about those two guys, and then somebody else came up, and I said. Because the way we hit on people, the way this guy, this other guy used to hit on women uh, at clubs that I would see him do is that he would literally, he would circle them and then make fun of himself as he did it. He did, and, and it wasn't like he was circling them quickly. He would just sort of like all of a sudden he would move the conversation huh. over the course of like, I don't know, a couple of minutes where it was almost like, and so they had to turn to keep talking to him. And he's a very, he's a great comic and a very funny comic. And he would say, um, yeah, you, you know, you probably wouldn't like me because I'm this or, you know, some people don't like me because of that. And you're like, wow. he's just fishing, you know, just spending right. the whole time going, Zzz. but weird. Man, can I tell you, I, so when I was a DJ at 103.7 KRZR Fresno's rock station, yep. um, People thought we were cool, the DJs. And so sure. I, w I would get phone calls from people that would say some version of that and ask for advice sometimes. And um, one of the other guys who worked there, <laughs> uh, who I'm still friends with, sweet guy, um, <laughs> I went in the studio one day. He was like, hey, man, um, this listener called and told me that you gave him dating advice. And he took your advice and he got slapped in the face at this bar. What the fuck did you say to this guy? And he was mad at me. He was yeah. like, he had never seen me. He didn't know whether or not I was a creep and like assumed. Right. I, and I was like. Must have given him creepy advice. Yeah, totally. And I was like, buddy, you know what I told him? I told him to be himself. Oh, shit. That's it. That was literally <laughs> like, because that's always been, I don't know, like, I'm so anxious. Mm -hmm. Um. I came to, I was always terrified of hitting on people. Mm -hmm. And then like all of those tricks, I'd never do it because they made me feel bad, obvious, because mm -hmm. they're manipulation. So, and I was like, you know, it should make anyone feel bad, but I'm like, I have like really bad anxiety. So it particularly made me. And so the way that I came to hitting on women was to just be like, hello. <laughs> like, I didn't know. And <laughs> I'm Dave. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, I have, I have, to, yeah. <laughs> and so I have found that that across dating, um, I'm like, and look, I, I'm not saying I'm some sort of gem or I'm perfect. I guarantee you, I fucked up. Uh, and you know what I mean? Like in walking up to someone and saying hello, I'm sure that's made some people feel bad over the years. I'm not saying I'm perfect, and I'm sorry if it ever did. But my point is, that's what I've done. And in do and what I learned was I would just be myself and I would be like, I'm sorry, I'm loud. I have anxiety. Is it okay if you don't want yeah. to go out with someone who has anxiety? You don't have to, but right. I do. And it worked a lot of times. Which is which is what this other guy does. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is and and it wasn't he wasn't doing it 
to make people uncomfortable. It was literally the only social skill. Right. He could come up. He was like, I know I'm supposed to be talking. <laughs> I, right. I know I, I know that it's my job. I've been raised as the dude that I'm supposed and I think that you're pretty that I should talk to you like and literally right so this is this is uh, a guy I watched do this for uh 20 years right that's who I'm talking about in the chat oh so, um, wow yeah. sure and then yeah. she just wrote in the chat the name of this guy and I'm not gonna say it because uh clearly well, you don't want me to but right. uh, that makes total sense <laughs> and he's yeah, and he's a nice enough guy but he is also super anxious right and there's and there's only we can only hit on people in the way that we've been told we're su- a we're supposed to right. so the way I would hit that's why online dating was genuinely made for me yeah because it was three years by the way of me going to a Starbucks and me looking at a guy going, I would never make out with that guy or a guy looking at me going, I would never make out with that one. Right. And, or I would make out with that guy. Let's sit down and talk. Uh, now I would never make out with that guy uh, or <laughs> right. sit down and talk. And he would go, now I would never make out with that woman. <laughs> right. It would, it was literally, but what I loved about the initial, the initial honesty of it, because Prior to that, literally the way I had of hitting on guys is just walk up to him and go, yeah, you want you want in on this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is, isn't it funny how like, like, especially when you're, I'll bet you that that would have been fine going into your 30s, which is also like, I didn't really experience, start experiencing much dating success until my late 20s and 30s. And one of the reasons for that is that everyone sort of starts to understand that this is a fucking nightmare and we're all just trying to be ourselves. And so me going like, I have an anxiety disorder, but is there a chance you're attracted to me? I'll be nice and funny. And uh, right. I'm super polite. I I'm relatively tidy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can give you roommate. Uh, I can give you a roommate uh, recommendations. Oh man. I love that old bit of yours, by the way. Uh, oh yeah. You're dating, dating so long that your standards are so low that you just want him to be a good roommate. And I know I just reduced probably a five minute bit to a shitty phrase, but it, <laughs> I remember uh, it. it's uh, yeah, it's uh, um, you've you've <laughs> literally um, Andy asked me what my boy, what my expectations were of a boyfriend. And I told him and he said, those actually aren't boyfriend expectations. Those yes. are roommate expectations. <laughs> and I. And, but that's not a bad way to start a relationship, you know, because you should have roommate expectations if you live with somebody. And it is also like the real those are the real tests of a relationship, I think. Whereas like, I don't know, like you said, you're you would approach guys and be like, do you want a part of this is honestly <laughs> like way better than like this cagey sort of like, well, I hope for the first three months they're perfect. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why do we even oh, I well, hope they listen to the Smiths because I can't handle it if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny, too, like because and the way women hit on guys, you know, like I've seen just as crazy approaches, you know, just as oh, manipulative yeah. banana land where you're just like, just are you are I mean, that that's why me saying that where. I mean, for the most part, when I did that, guys would be like, ew, no. 
uh, because that is a nightmare way to approach somebody. Because <laughs> and I would also do it half of the bag, right? Yeah. I'd be half drunk, and I just I was like, I need a tune-up. You want in? literally harassment (laughs) genuine harassment (laughs) and i need a tune-up is that (laughs) is that really are you exaggerating for a joke or is that a real thing you've said that is a real thing that i've said but not to a gentleman not to a fella (laughs) i would say it to uh, occasion of my friends and I would sure. refer to it as needing a tune-up. I need a tune-up. Uh, Help me tune find up. a victim. <laughs> Help <laughs> me find a mechanic. And uh, right, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just it's dumb, but <laughs> it felt. Um, but it, at the very least, it was horrifyingly honest. Yeah. And then when they said "ew, no," I would go away. And when or and then sometimes <laughs> they would say "ew, sure." And then we would then go do it and be back within 15 to 17 minutes. It was all super romantic. Yeah, Very man. charming. Classy. Anyway. Dating with a uh, panic disorder is a lot of fun. Panic disorder and low self-esteem, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wow. How about low self-esteem and a huge ego? Oh, boy. Put those together, huh? Where you're just like, I'm the best hunk of junk you've ever met and now and- we've described every comedian <laughs> um i am curious jackie and this is this is a big left turn let's yeah curious. let's switch topics for sure yeah yeah um i and and to give you a little context i'm asking this because i'm a person who though i wish it weren't true has had a lot of psychological trouble in quarantine i okay. am safe I mm-hmm. know I'm uh, I, I have a girlfriend. I know I'm loved. I yeah. lo- I am lucky with money. I don't have a lot, but I'm safe in that regard, too. Right. And You're yet, living indoors. And I'm aware that I have depression and anxiety and I take a lot of steps to take care of it. And yet still, I still like spin out, freak out, have trouble, get listless, lonely, all versions of everything. And I have positive moments, too, but that's all happened. So. Knowing that, I'm just curious what your journey through quarantine has been like. Have you been even keeled? Do you find yourself losing it? How are you? Yeah, I'm I think like everyone, you know, I'm I'm lucky because I I have, you know, there's there's a lot of I have a uh, I I'm not religious, but I have a fair amount of faith. So it's it's a more spiritual kind of thing where my Christianity is casual, my friends. And uh, so it is not. But my faith itself reminds me to live in the moment, Mm. which helped has helped me for 10 months. Some some days better than others, but some weeks I've had weeks of complete serenity and happiness. And I've also had some real bad days. Sure. And where. You know, could you walk me through and I'm sorry for interrupting, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it would be hard to recall, but maybe we could get there with some digging. How that manifests itself. Like you say you have like it's helped a lot some days in what mm-hmm. way? Well, here's here. Would you have what you have to remind? I remind myself. What what I've done for myself is a lot of face-to-face zoom business okay where 
I will have Zoom hangouts with my friends. Great. Where I'm like, we're I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking. I'm in the I'm in the garage, I'm playing a video game, little parallel play, you know, like we're toddlers. And uh, <laughs> I'll do joke machine with comics, where uh, we'll work on bits. Uh, cool. I started doing Zoom stand up almost immediately, like online stand up with Instagram and Facebook and Twitch and uh, Zoom and all the things. Uh, ostensibly because I have a new album that I was going to put out, uh, that keeps putting on hold. Uh, and so, but the seeing people face to face, even just on zoom is it's, it's humanity, right? I mean, then you're not fucking alone. Yeah. Even if you're just having this conversation with you for an hour, I get to. Yeah, I get to talk. I get to hear somebody else's perspective. You know, like, and I have two podcasts, right? So, uh, Kill Martin uh, has a small panic attack uh, for the first three months. <laughs> yeah. And then her mom passes away. Yeah. Of COVID. And you're like, what? And first, you can know, I say a real, a quick interjection? I did my one and only experience with drive-in comedy i did a festival where she and i were both headliners Mm -hmm. and first of all an issue i would like to take with the festival is that at both shows i had to follow her which i don't appreciate uh (laughs) that's a tough ass follow man what the fuck uh but i was blown away by Lori. uh five months into a pandemic her mother had died two months previous with a brand new 30 she didn't even have to look at notes for it was infuriating right, I right. Was like how do you know these jokes uh it was- she's, do- <laughs> she's doing a bunch of zoom shows too but yeah. remember Lori kilmartin once she's the what she misses is taking a lift between six different sets on yeah. a friday night in new york city <sighs> man so um i don't uh i miss uh, doing a club with 220 sweaty people uh where i'm i'm doing material you know five seven shows a week is fine for me but um roadwise that's my ideal but where i get to do 45s man anyway so just johnson but the thing yeah. is is so that that has that has helped me socially Right. Got that it. is because a lot of this is loneliness. A lot of this is yeah. you're not connecting with anyone. You're not doing it. So just making sure I'm seeing other people and I can call people, you know, it was like Judah Friedlander today just called me. It was like, Hey, do you have time to hop on a phone call? I was like, you want to zoom? And he's like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to zoom. I was like, <laughs> All right, I guess we'll be talking on the phone, but uh, <laughs> I would like to see his face. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's uh, so that's one of the things. The other thing is uh, like a constant sort of reminder, like um, to remove, like to remove my fear. Right? What do you fear. Mean? There's so much. My everyone's life and my life in particular has always been just a fear, fear yeah. of not being in control for me. Because I'm a huge meddler. I'm a huge control freak. <laughs> and I'm just in your business. And uh, I'm on the, I'm, I'm doing a bit about, I'm on the Erie Canal. I'm on the Eiffel Tower. I got a nose problem. Uh, so <laughs> I am in your business. And so uh, because I'm such a control freak, 
I think that I can fix things. It turns out I am neither a scientist who can <laughs> who can create a vaccine, nor am I Superman, where I can fly around and knock people's heads together. You know? <laughs> uh -huh. So um what I have to do is I have to accept the limitations of what I can do. Okay. And to not to limit myself, but to accept my own limitations. And have you been successfully doing that? Yes. That those are the best days. That's great. When I know in my all the way down to my DNA where I could give it up to the world, where I could have you know, there's the thing about faith is that I can believe that the universe and God and all these, whatever you want to call God, right? It could be any anything you want to call it. Um, My cat is God. That's Go great. On. <laughs> so, right. Like whatever, whatever, you know, like. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are raised with like this, this bearded Santa dude in the sky right. with a stick. And um, I was raised in the Armenian church, which is blessedly entirely in Armenian. Which means oh. I could believe whatever I want. <laughs> Did you not grow up speaking Armenian, but you went to an Armenian church? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? In Wisconsin? We, yes. Wow. My mother was Irish. My father's Armenian. We went to the Armenian church. We didn't speak Armenian. The, and, and the That's... thing is, the Armenian services are, are essentially, they're in Latin, right? It's like Catholic church in Latin. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I had Sunday school and they would tell us, you know, you know, but literally the gist of it from what I got was that Jesus was a really nice guy. Right. You should be like that. And uh, and then he died on the cross and that was a shame. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then he came back and I was like, what just happened? And they're like, <laughs> well, you know, he came back. And, and so that was the proof of the miracle. And I was like, OK, and uh, what what do I care? Right. And because right. <laughs> it's because the gist of it is, is that he is a good person and right. he tries to be a good person. It so. is a funny thing, isn't it? That like I, I, I grew up in a even less religious family than that. We said grace. Okay. Um, I was baptized in two religions. So two grandmas would be happy. Yeah. And um, and the two religions were the same religion. It was like Lutheran and Catholic, I think. And uh, they're not the same, but they're you know what I mean. And uh, close enough for government work. Right. <laughs> uh, and so I was aware of Christianity. It was around. I went to mass on like Easter or Christmas Eve a few times and I knew about it. But it wasn't uh, I didn't get anything other than the basics. Right. And and yeah, exact same. What I garnered yeah. from it was like this Jesus guy was great and we should do we should be kind no matter yes. what. And right. it's funny, like it is really it's always been fascinating to me that there's this Christianity is like we follow the teachings of Jesus. He's the son of God. Um, he was kind across the board to everyone, went out of his way to be. And then you're like, oh, wow, great. And in order to be faithful to him, we have to kill all these people. And people are like. That makes sense. <laughs> it, it does not make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And so what, so. To go back the, to what you're saying. To go back to what I'm saying. Faith though, was more loose for you. Well, th the weird thing is, is only in the last 10 months have I gotten really sort of a grip on what my faith, what faith actually even means. Because when huh. I was, when I grew up, there was like this willing to believe, you know, I was willing to believe in uh, this a, a god, a power, you know, some creator. I was willing to believe in a creator. I, I certainly knew that the earth and the universe were more powerful than me, and yeah. something created it. That very easily could be my creator, 
And sure, I'm willing to believe in that. And uh, and so, but going from willing to believe to believing that there's something bigger than myself, also not that hard to believe because I don't have any power. Uh, All I can do is the thing in front of me, right? But jumping from willing to believe to belief in something bigger than myself, some creator, to faith that 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 creator will take care of everything is harder, right? Wow. So like when I was a kid, if someone at church would say, well, I have faith in God, I was like, well, what does that mean? Right. What's a faith, faith, what faith that the only thing I see your faith doing is bringing you to this building every week. I, cause you believe, I, you believe that, uh, cause you, you, you believe in God and the church, you believe you're willing to believe in God, and the church, you believe that God and the church will be there all the time for you. And then you show up on Sunday cause you have the faith to believe that it's going to be there and look, it worked. So, uh, and that was the whole thing. So what I have is I have this creator who I believe is, will support me and will continue to make the earth spin. There'll mm-hmm. still be air. If I do the whatever's in front of me, right? If I try to do the next indicated action and what, what that weeks in this thing is, is me grinding it out on a Zoom show for 300 bucks a week, right? To add some something to my coffers, right? Yeah. And then also doing a podcast where people donate to the podcast and they're very supportive of that podcast. And then doing another podcast where people donate to that podcast. And people are, so like me with 19 irons in the fire, if I do my tasks... I can believe, I'm willing to believe, and I see it happening, that some money will come in and I will continue to live indoors and I will continue to have food and clothing and, and stuff and it'll be fine. So now I have, so what, what that turns into is a faith that I, if I continue to do that work, those huh. things will continue to happen. Wow, that's beautiful, Jackie. It really is. It was. It blew my mind when I finally f- figured it out this year that I do have faith that it'll be okay. I have faith that 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 the world it, we live in a dumpster fire. Yeah. Every worm in the planet is out marching around like an asshole, and but I have to have faith that uh, I have enough power that I can help the person in front of me. And if I keep doing the the things that I'm doing and not overreacting to any of it. Not that, not that there isn't sadness and anger and all these things, but if I don't f- freak out, if I don't give into the fear of what might happen, I am still, I can still be part of the solution of, you know, the guy in front of the Seven Eleven. He doesn't have any shoes on. Why doesn't he have any shoes on? <laughs> right? I'm like, what size shoes do you wear? <laughs> Right. <laughs> and he's like uh, 10 and a half and i'm like i got shoes i got i know andy has a pair of you shoes that i can give you man did you do this did you bring a guy's shoes yeah i That's and great. uh yeah and i was like i don't know andy's a 10 so i probably didn't help the guy at all but i mean the thing is uh yes you did <laughs> it didn't hurt right no, no i mean if, simple- even if he wears them as slip-ons yeah. He, he can at least protect his goddamn toes. Also, guess <laughs> so, what? You looked him in the eye, you talked to him, and sadly, yeah. uh, the state of things, even before quarantine, uh, people who were down and out weren't getting... It's pretty easy for people to not show that type of basic respect to other human beings, which is sad, and it's good yeah. that you went out of your way to do so. Well, it's it's well because it's easier to not look him in the eye. 
It's yeah. easier to not talk to them. Totally. Can I ask? Um, I think I know the answer, but but maybe <laughs> that's not. the way to go. That's yeah. that's my dad said. Never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. <laughs> so you're a woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I know the answer, but uh, gender very fluid. <laughs> but uh, sex. Okay, wait, go ahead. Wait a minute. Yeah, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> that's so funny. It's a total left turn. I think I know the answer, Jackie, but how many genders are there? Uh, there's a she, her, there's a he, him, there's a they, them, and there's Snoopy. <laughs> See, I knew it was an integer. Uh, <laughs> Divisible I, by two. <laughs> um, no, what what is it about this situation? I guess you're talking about your faith, and I, I want to know like the specifics of uh, of how you think about it in your head. But I, I'm also curious. You said it took till now for you to really find it, and like it's been there. I think is what you're saying, but you didn't really know what it was or know how to exercise it or something. What's the What's the difference? What happened in lockdown that brought you here? Well, I think it's lockdown itself, obviously, right? I mean, yeah. there's just a, a just hours of navel gazing. Uh, that were created artificially by the world. And you're like, if you're trapped in your house where you just walk around the block and that's your exercise. Yeah. As a person who travels 42 weeks a year. Yeah. And now I travel nowhere. Right. And the other gift of this quarantine is getting to know my husband better you know That's and finding nice. out that i genuinely like the guy and uh i always assumed i did and uh, you know i i there's <laughs> you know i like him and i love him and then you spend 24 hours a day with somebody for 10 months yeah and you're like all right this is, this awesome. is fun yeah, yeah that's cool this is, this is outstanding but it's like it's it's you know you can think that you it, or or let's say, yeah, you're using your brain to make yourself go, I know that I'm not supposed to be afraid all the time. It's sort of like dealing with anxiety, right? Yeah. Where you're like, I know this isn't real. I know that I can't affect the future. I know that I can only do my next indicated action. I'm still paralyzed with fear. I'm still paralyzed with despair. <laughs> I'm still yeah. paralyzed with any number of things. And so to force yourself to do it, you you often use your brain to think your way out of it. Sure, that's well, how and, I've always and done. And hence it. the meddling, hence, hence the being in your business. Right. I will control this because I am filled with fear that uh, it's all going to go horribly awry. Yeah, and then you and know, it, okay, I'm seeing. I I am. It's it's funny how almost dead on this is my experience in quarantine. It's just that. I don't think I've reacted to it. I don't think I've found my Zen with it yet, but yeah, I definitely got pushed over the cliff with lack of control in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't control and I keep trying still though is my thing. Well, it's hit, <laughs> it's hit and miss, right? I yeah. mean, you essentially, you're like, Oh, I give up control. Oh, yeah. except for that. Right. Uh, oh, give me that back. And uh, you know, I mean, it, if I can get, 20 minutes of serenity peace of mind yeah for 20 minutes a day in the in the first couple of months i considered it a win you know it's right. and 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 when you're in these situations you just tend to want to sort of entertain each other because otherwise you will go mad 
Right. Like, like I, I was explaining this to somebody yesterday, how I was once uh, on, I don't think it was a date. I hope not. <laughs> uh, it didn't work out, uh, but he was great. He, uh, we went sailing and uh, it was on Cape Cod. Good date. And it was a good date. And yeah. he had a, a like a seventy four Dodge Dart. It was a classic. Anyway, wow, we're driving that's not back. For sailing. Oh no, we're driving back. Car breaks down because it's a seventy four Dodge Dart. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a Sunday. We're on Cape Cod. Um, there's it's loosely populated a Sunday, and we're in like um, a grocery store parking lot. Everything's closed. He hikes off. He calls some. It's going to be hours before anybody. And so we're starting to get a little snippy at each other. And I start doing that thing where I uh, try to tell stories, you know, to try to entertain. And he got a little irritated at one point. And I said, no, no, it's your turn now. You have to, (laughs) you have to entertain me. And he was like, what? I said, otherwise we're just going to get mad at each other. And (laughs) that's when I learned that this guy uh, could do handstands. And because uh, that's all wow. he brought to the table, but it was a cool thing. He that's knew how to sail good. boats and he could do a handstand and he could walk on his hands and he had other tumbling. And uh, <laughs> and then, but we, you know, it sort of, it broke up the hours, right? It, yeah. And that's, and that's what quarantine has yeah. taught me. Good Lord. What is with my hair, man? What, I mean, a- we've all been cutting our own damn hair for, look at my hair. Have you seen, by the way? Yeah, I know, there's trouble here. Um, well, you know what I think uh, is is most maybe not most, but but very interesting to me about this is that the way um, that this um, what's the like came together in your mind is around faith because it's funny like and and I'm not knocking that or discounting it at all, but but it's just a tool right now. Quite honestly, whatever tool you're using to get through this. Yeah. I'm using I, I I made a discovery about sort of my faith and how the world works. If you don't if you don't have if you don't want I don't care. Yeah. Just well, do just, whatever you gotta do, obviously, right. And just, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to anybody who's listening to this. That that if they have a knee jerk because some people it's a trigger word, you know? All right. this sort of God stuff and faith and religion, all this stuff. We've all been raised with this big stick in the sky and you're totally. like I don't mean to. Yeah. There's so much drama to it either way, whether you love it or not, you know, whether it's yeah. scary to you or a warm blanket, it's it's very dramatic. And that's actually what what I'm curious about. So you describe like being a control freak, being filled with fear. I relate to those things very much. And uh, and then being forced to um, recognize a lack of control and like being forced to deal with these things. And then you, you came to a place of like relinquishing control and then just sort of like, what can I do doing them? And then the reason I just recounted everything you just said is that then you were like, well, it's faith. And I just think in, if the exact same thing happened to me and it sort of is, it's like uh, mental health awareness is what it feels like to me. Both are correct. Both are incorrect. It's just fucking how we each are. And I'm just yeah. curious why it became, why you think it became faith to you. Why? Yeah. Where that. Well, cause I, in. I have, it's interesting be, because it's, I mean, the, the faith is, isn't, yeah, it's, 
I think of it by definition. I don't think of it as not mental health awareness, not a psychic, you know, a psychological change. I just don't think it would register to me as God. I just wouldn't see it. Right. Um, Right. Well, maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's because you don't, do you have a, a God of your, that I you don't. enjoy? I don't. That's, why, I'm sorry. It, that's why I wouldn't. Yeah. I feel that's, like maybe yeah. I'm coming off a little judgmental and, and I'm, I don't oh, no. mean to be. I, it's total curiosity as someone who isn't, I'm, I am both I, not really uh, like a, I don't have a, a faith, but I'm fascinated by it. I listen to a lot of um, sad old men with a guitar. You know what I mean? You got some I, Leonard Cohen? Leonard What's Cohen happening? all the way down to M. Ward. And these guys that are playing folk music, sad folk music, they don't believe in God, but they love to sing about believing in God. There's this a relationship with God that people seem to form over their life, and it ebbs and flows, and I'm fascinated by it, and I don't even know how to ask you about it. But it's right. just so interesting to me that you with all of the worldly knowledge you have and all the traveling you've done it was this specifically that brought you to like oh this is a little peace of mind yeah because yeah. it's well and it's not that's because it, my god isn't my god is literally just the universe yeah i mean when you look up into the sky and you see the science of it the fact that it's all physics yeah it's all mathematics it's all science it all works together and you're like well how the who who's doing that and you're like well it's doing itself as a as a whole which means that we're all in it as a whole yeah like the thing that makes the earth go around the sun is the same thing that makes me mace some dude <laughs> the side of the road right which means that i'm also a part of that big thing which means that i can't i the things that I want, right? Like if I were to live my life and I have at different times and I will again, I'm sure live my life looking for a giant Scrooge McDuck pile of money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, that's not the purpose of my life. Yeah. The purpose of, of, and, and genuinely the words, the purpose of my life is sort of a faith based thing is believing that I am a cog in the universe. And so if I can, and when I am at my most peaceful, where (laughs) I have a little bit of peace of mind, a little bit of serenity, uh, when I am at my most yoga, whatever, I don't do yoga, (laughs) but, um, I'm very yoga right now. (laughs) (laughs) And, but when I am, I know that my purpose in life is to be of some use right the common welfare of the universe should come first and i will be taken care of by the universe if i take care of whatever's going on in the universe obviously you know there's this whole thing put your own mask on and then help the person next to you right where where you have your own mental health where you take care of yourself as well self-care is is the is the yeah. buzzword right well self-care doesn't mean also don't care about someone else <laughs> it just means well if you have a pretty good relationship with yourself where you where you feel pretty much peaceful and peace of mind you can then look a dude sitting in front of 7-eleven in the eye 
Yeah. Like if I if I have peace of mind, if I'm pretty pretty sweet, like if if I if I don't have any fear about the future. Like I know that the future could be a real shit show, you know? This yeah. this middle-aged white lady should pro- par- probably be the first against the wall. And and <laughs> you know, I mean, when I think about the rage that poor people and people yeah. of color and all these people should have that is what that's where a lot of that fear comes from right because you're like oh that's justifiable rage why aren't they killing us in our sleep right um if i live in that fear i can't see some dude and go what do you need you know but when i take care of myself where i'm just like okay i I I breathed. I did a lot of breathing today, you know, where yeah. where the physical I mean, you probably want to know is there a lot of praying? Is there a lot of meditation? What is the actual task that you do to get that peace of mind? And it's all of that, right? I mean, you could call it praying. You right. can call it meditation. But if I sit there in silence and just sort of try to and remind myself of these things, right? I can't control the future. I can't control, I could barely control me. Right. You know, I'm probably going to eat too much bread today. I'm so, the reason I'm so fascinated by this, I guess is like, it's not, I've had a lot of conversations with people who are atheists who are so mad. And I guess I was that when I was younger, but I'm not anymore. And I also don't feel a relationship with a higher power, but I sort of do in the sense that like I noticed that things are obviously connected. And like you were saying about science being how it is. Yeah. And uh, what does that mean for me and how I'm tied to the world? I think about this a lot, how like I have nihilist friends. A lot of comedians are nihilists. Right. uh, They're like nothing matters. Because it's real, you know what it is? Super fun being an edge lord, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. a button. I'm. It's the current word for button pusher, and right. and the thing is that like I've been down that road about things mattering and nihilism and things not having meaning. And the and what's really funny is I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I there. I feel like what we've come to, uh, or maybe perhaps what you've come to is similar to like the. Uh, you don't see any actual direct meaning in things. And so it turns out that meaning is just whatever matters to you. And you don't have to have a reason. And so what does matter to me? And it turns out that this matters to me. And so I choose to care about it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. Uh, and I like. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> All I, I know <laughs> is that is that that the. We can address the whole thing about atheists being super mad. When I meet an angry atheist, I'm like, who hurt you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because yeah. what like nobody's forcing you to believe in a god. We do not live in that country. Yeah. Uh, so you're good. And that and they're always like, Well, atheists, we have a you know, we just do the right thing because it's the right thing. And you're like, Good. Please do. <laughs> and uh, you know, and when I meet People who claim to be Christians, I don't tell anyone I'm a Christian because yeah. uh, you meet these crazy, like the meanest, most evil Christians of the world. And you're like, ew, 
What are you doing? And the same with all of the religions, except the Hindus. I believe the Hindus are real, real, uh, and the Buddhists seem to be, except for they can, they can kind of get into it with each other. That's anyway, true. but um, the weird thing is, is it's like, you sh- what I would encourage people, and this is the meddler in me, what I would encourage people to find something to believe in. Yeah. Right. Be- whether it, it doesn't have to be a God, it doesn't have to be, even be the word God. Like what my sense of what the universe or my creator wants for me, which is whatever created the universe, whatever is keeping the universe going is supportive, wants me to be as happy as I can be. I'm going to be the one who's not going to do, who's going to want to get into everybody else's business, which is going to usually make me unhappy because they're going to say, first of all, get out. (laughs) quit meddling and second of all they're not going to change because i meddled with them you know what i appreciate the most about this Hmm. jackie is that a lot of um i've never i don't know if i've ever heard both together i'm personal responsibility is something that i really appreciate in a person and strive to have myself and i think you know, not to be too old guy about it, but uh, I, 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 we lack it a bit. I, I see it's a lack. It's not the kids. It's not the kids, is it, Dave? What? <laughs> it might be uh, that the kids, the kids don't it have is... enough accountability. <laughs> Personal uh, responsibility is huge. Yes. Yes. But it seems like people either have that in their, like, rubric of life mm. or the... There is someone out there taking care of us, you know? It's nice to think that it's about an understanding of your relationship to the world combined with uh, what I... Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Because personal responsibility is literally of being of maximum usefulness. Where personal responsibility, I think, falls apart is when it's... I have a personal responsibility to make a giant Scrooge McDuck pile of cash for my kids. Right. (laughs) Right. But personal, but if your personal responsibility is to be of maximum usefulness to the entire universe, you will have a perfectly like I live, I live. That's what I remind myself a lot this year is that I lived for decades on about 25 grand a year. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. And I didn't get to do things and I ate pretty simply and I could do that again. And I'm not doing that. Like right now I got sound exchange money. I'm doing all right is what I'm saying. And, uh, (laughs) but the it's, I'm not rich except for sometimes I genuinely, I feel rich. You know that I bought a pair of shoes and I liked them. So I bought another pair. Wow. Uh, you know what that is? That's wealth. That's genuine totally full on and it's not i don't own a 1.9 million dollar fuck that guy who wants that and pardon (laughs) me while i turn into a (laughs) nine-year-old fuck that guy fuck Uh, that guy you're just like because we when i think about people losing their shit about a 15 dollar minimum wage people losing their when the government has been printing money for bombs and 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 military stuff Start printing it and giving it to people who live on the street. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean there's, there's, 
there is there is a fix for this. There will always, as my dad used to say when I was a kid, one of my favorite things, Elliot Cation said to me one time that I'd forgotten about for years was he said, you know, there'll always be more money. And I was about 14 wow. and I said, how do you know that? And he said, because I have six kids, there has to be. <laughs> right. And then he left. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> because there has to be, right? <laughs> right. Man, that is, that's great and that's like <laughs> that's such a great way to describe optimism whether your optimism is uh faith that uh you'll be taken care of what mm -hmm. uh ev whether it's your creator the mm -hmm. universe both yourself whatever uh or or if it's just obsessive positivity or whatever your version of it is that really is a great way of describing it it has to be. It's going to be right. okay because it will be. Yes. And that <laughs> is the def. And whether I'm here to see it or not, it yeah. will be okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is we're going to come out of this dumpster fire of a couple of years and we will things. Civilization moves so fucking slowly. Yeah. Like literally, if you think about it, a hundred years ago, yeah. If you think about 1974, what was that, 40, 50 years ago? Wow. And Lori Kilmartin is doing the funniest fucking joke about how <laughs> in 1974, women got the right to have their own credit cards. And the year before that, women got the right to get an abortion. <laughs> and she said, those are connected. <laughs> and those are this is like I got to put this on a card. And... Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Wow. And you're like, yes! And, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm fucking it up. It's a much better joke than that. But it's just such a great... And and so civilization moves so very slowly. And it tries to go back. And you try to put the thing back in the box. And, you know, w women haven't been people that long. And those were just white women, right? Yeah. Uh, black people weren't even people. Black men right. weren't even people 150 years ago. So... It's like it moves slowly, but it does move. So yeah. we're going to come out of this, the laziest civil war so far I've ever been a part of, and <laughs> uh, this pandemic, and we will have moved the peg a little bit forward. Yeah. And, and I want to be part of that solution, too, where I'm constantly learning the onions. It turns out I am a very large onion. We pull a we pull a thing apart. I'll find some faith, which is awesome. Yeah. I will also find some racism, uh, <laughs> sure. and I'm like, what the hell just happened? How yeah. did I not see that? And I say, good for me, and keep at it. Uh, yeah. You know, that's about it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's if your two options are to keep it in there and not know about it. Or to have it in there and find out about it and try to address it, I'd go with the latter. And I think that <laughs> literally, me too. We all, yeah. we all have this like programmed bullshit. We got to dig out and figure out, and it sucks, and it's embarrassing, and it's shameful, and I hate it. It's shameful, <laughs> it's but it awful. is. But yeah. but once it's in the light, it burns like a like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampire, and so. <laughs> Jackie, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I I appreciate you coming on the show so much. And yeah, it's been an hour. It has, been <laughs> it has. And I, but I, I specifically want to say that I appreciate you letting me pick your brain as a person of faith about faith, because mm -hmm. 
I I noticed after a little while of doing it that there is kind of this I'm going to be laughing about it for a bit because it's sort of like you're like I have this thing and I'm like I've I've never seen it and I'm like describe it and you're you describe it and I'm like <laughs> I still don't <laughs> see it. Could you cuz you can't literally right. I can barely see it. So you're not right. wrong. You're not wrong at all. It's yeah. it's almost it's impossible to see it from inside of me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And to try to believe to go from some sort of belief to a faith is in anything. Sure. Is an ongoing task. It to be, sounds to like... believe in anything that is not the meddler doing the thing that I do is almost impossible. But perhaps it takes just taking a leap of faith. Oh, come on. <laughs> Little Indiana Jones. Yeah. Do it. Hand over your heart, step, and the and the road appears before you. <laughs> Jackie, dun, dun, dun. You're the absolute best. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, I uh it's been such a pleasure. What would you I know you got a billion things going on. What do you want to promote? Well, if people go to JackieCation.com, they will see all the things, including my non-road dates. Very disappointing. Uh, it'll be fine. Anyway, so, but the thing is, is if you go to JackieCation.com, you can see some videos, you can buy some merch, you can, uh, but uh, I have two podcasts, The Jackie and Lori Show and The Dork Forest, which are super fun. Uh, well, The Dork Forest is fun. Uh, the Jackie and Lori Show is what it is. And wow, uh, tune funny. in. I love and them both. so and but here's the thing is what you should do, everyone should do this, is sign up for my email list at jackiecation.com, which is harder to do because you have to find the little tip tick thing to tick. Mm-hmm. Sign up. Uh it it is so easy to get off the list when you're done, <laughs> when you're bored, when you're over it. Because there's an unsubscribe thing every week, and I don't care. I don't have a horse in that race. Yeah. But uh, if you sign up for the email list and you want to come to one of my Zoom shows, because I do a couple a week, um, I send out an email every week. If that becomes too great of a burden, then you just unsubscribe and just follow me on at Jackie Cation and hope you see it on Instagram or Twitter. Jackie, thank God for the ease of the unsubscribe. Not because I want to, but because let me tell you, does not have an easy unsubscribe option is Senator elect John Ossoff. Oh, God. I have unsubscribed three times. (laughs) And it still comes. It still comes. And it's like, bro, I'm on your side. I didn't even need these emails. I didn't need convincing to -hmm. try to help or share or like you, even though I can't vote. And I stayed on your fucking list all the way until Election Day, even though that sent a billion emails a day. Mm -hmm. And I still can't get off. And he's still sending emails. And I don't know what (laughs) is going on. Well, as much as I like, I unsubscribed, and one of the ones that I followed back, it might have been Pelosi, but it was like, please don't unsubscribe. That's what that was the landing page. And I was like, yeah, I'm unsubscribing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on your side, lady. I know you've been, uh, you've been, uh, I, I love your snark. I'm on, I'm on board. Uh, I can't get more than, because I get probably seven or eight emails a day still. Yes. And I've unsubscribed to so many different. Every time you donate to Act Blue, I think you get on all of their emails. I think that's what it is. Because I'm and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. Ugh. And so uh, that journey will definitely be continuing. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, JackieCation.com. Go to her website. Uh, follow her on stuff. 
listen to her podcast, buy her albums. Jackie, uh, you're the best. Thank you so I hope much. You, I hope you like the wisp of hair and the sunlight. I actually am going to be zooming in on the video, and that's all they'll be able to see the entire <laughs> episode. <laughs> good heroin, good heroin. Jackie Cation, everybody. Like I said, follow her, find her stuff, listen to everything, give her money. She's the fucking best, isn't she? Thank you so much for listening to Good Heroin. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope uh, it gave you a little bit of uh, respite from the stress of now or that you're doing great and you just really enjoyed it. Both of those are uh, honestly ideal. Um, I hope that you're, I don't know, I, I, some version of what Jackie talked about, I hope that you're finding that. And I like harp on uh, being good to yourself, taking care of yourself and, uh, and trying to make sure you're feeling okay because it's been such a struggle for me. Um, and, uh, and it is like she, the thing I kept trying to, um, I, I kept searching for um, an explanation of methods of getting to the mental place she's in because uh, I want that. And I want that well for all of us. Uh, and I, I, I think, um, you know, now that I think about it, the answer is really just letting go. And I've talked about letting go on the show, letting the calm come, letting the worry. It's hard to let your worries go, but she was talking about relinquishing control and seems like that probably is a lot of it, if not all of it. So yeah, you can't control it. You didn't do anything to make this happen. So lay down and then think about what you can do. And those things are um, doing things that make you happy, doing things that make you money, which will make you feel more safe. If you don't have any of those right now, that's understandable. A lot of us don't. Uh, doing things that make other people feel good, which can be as simple as, and I say this every week, telling people you love that you love them. What can you do to add to this world? And uh, what a wonderful perspective Jackie has on all this. And I, I uh, yeah, I mean, whether you have faith or not, any version of God or want that, or if you're angry at God or all religion, all these things I understand. But yeah, just thinking about what you can control uh, that is positive for yourself and others uh, is a really good place to start and is honestly kind of the whole ball game. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you're doing that. Um, you know, and drinking water, getting enough rest, um, having fun uh, as much as you can. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. Just be good. You know, not like in a Dennis the Menace kind of way. Be, don't break the rules. I don't care. Break the rules. As long as you're not hurting anyone, break all the fucking rules. Have fun. Who gives a shit, man? Uh, life is hard and long. And a lot of these rules are to protect against things that don't exist or to control you. And now I'm starting to maybe sound like one of those people that stormed the Capitol because, but for the record, I don't think wearing a mask is one of those things. I don't wearing a mat. I don't think wearing a mask is a tool of control. Uh, clearly it's just so we can stop killing each other with this virus as much as possible, but that's a rant. I don't need to go on anyway. Thank you so much for listening to good heroin. I'm Dave Ross at Dave to the Ross on everything. Um, I also have albums and another podcast called what's it called with Caleb Sinan and, uh, 
next week. Look out for this. I, I don't, I can't exactly say I can't promote the hell out of it because at this current moment, as I'm recording, we haven't picked the exact date and time, but look out. Kyle Ayers and I are starting a Twitch show together uh, where we, well, the show is, we build levels in smash bros and super smash bros and then play our friends in them. And, uh, and so as you can imagine, the levels suck, they are horrifying and bad and difficult. And, uh, we make our friends play them. And the joke is that they get really frustrated. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's coming out very soon. And as soon as I have solid, uh, dates and times, I'll promote the shit out of it because we've been practicing and I just love it so much. So yeah, if you want more of me, all of that, patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. Other than that, uh, I'll see you next week. Uh, be good to yourself and stay alive. <laughs> what was the glad you're alive? <laughs> glad you're alive was the like catchphrase of my last podcast. And I kept it with me. And then I forget and stay, stay alive, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. Uh, bye. Now-